I mean, this is pretty amazing. So we're okay. We're growing in leaps and bounds from a technical aspect. Okay, why not? Yeah, I mean, let's give it a shot. Right? Let's we're give it a go. We're not scared. We're not scared. Please. Please. Ready? Social media does not scare me. Kind of. Because it could get crazy. Right, are you ready but, for a countdown? Pal? Shoot. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Oh. <laughs> to everybody involved, the producer, the lighting person, the people in charge of recording, that's all to everybody. The valet. The valet everybody. that parks the cars. I mean, our caterer. Let's not forget our caterer who brings caterer. us beautiful buffet so the staff and everybody could uh, enjoy a well-prepped meal. A little bit before, but mostly right after the right. podcast. I mean, and Major Bones. Major Bones is in control of the wheel of destiny today, yes, fate yes, and destiny. Yes, 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 absolutely, 100%. How you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, this is to the producer. Everything good back there? Yes. Yeah? Okay. okay. Everybody's having a good day, the producer, the staff, us. So uh, it's another great podcast, The Jersey Alchemist. Uh, growing in leaps and bounds. I'll tell you, John. I, I mean, we're closing in on 50 videos. That's five zero <laughs> in that, three weeks. <laughs> in, uh, you know, a couple of days. It's been some long days. You know, sometimes we film in the middle of the night. Sometimes right. during the day. You know, sometimes on a Sunday. Sometimes on a Wednesday, Tuesday. It doesn't matter. As long as you get it in. And when you send me that text message, it's almost like having the bat phone. You know the bat phone, remember? Yeah. When that text message rings and I said, uh-oh, it's time for a podcast, we just go. And we show up and we and we just start talking and it's a beautiful thing. I'm yep. really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. And for our 50th, we should have a real special episode for number 5-0. I wish you get the producer on. Oh, I think so. We're going to put that in our suggestion box sitting over on the other side of the table and we will do that. A producer of... Appearance would be amazing. I really. think we're going to have to start, you know, accommodating. We have a line of guests that can't wait to get onto this show. Mm. Uh, but, you know, they all work. Yeah. So I think we're going to have to accommodate them start by saying, okay, well, well, you know, and we'll, don't start at, we'll start at dinner time after you get out of work. You know, and uh, John, don't forget, like we're doing background checks on these. We're just not letting anybody on this podcast. I mean, we want to know their history, what they're all about, if they coincide with our beliefs. But then again, we don't want them. To but then again, that's my point side. exactly. Right. If you want to debate on the Jersey Alchemist with something we said, I mean, you're more than welcome well, listen, to DM have, us and give I us a shot. I have a dear friend of mine that is a flat earther, and I said, "Oh, you're perfect. Let's just tear into flat Earth on the Jersey Alchemist." And you know, he said, he kind of reeled back and he says, "Whoa, oh, I don't know." He says, "I, I think you'll." Uh, why? So you can make fun of me? And I said, No, we're not gonna. No, we're not gonna make fun of you. And besides, what if you turn out to be right? What if the Earth is flat and there's a firmament over us, like uh, in the Simpsons movie? Well, you know, Simpsons are prophetic. Who knows? So, John, well, you're saying a flat earther believes the Earth is flat. Okay, uh, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not just prepared saying, to yeah. do that, but we'll do it. For the hell of it, just to kind of whet little. the appetites yeah. of the viewers. 
there are many flat earthers out there. They have big international conventions. And here's the point. They say that the United Nations map of the land mass, that is the Earth, is basically like a flat placard. It's like a big coin. Well, the Earth is supposed to be a globe. And the flat earthers also believe that the Earth is flat, that there's no meniscus or curvature, you know, uh, of the horizon at all, and that there's the Earth and the waters of the Earth and the sky, and there is, like mentioned in the first uh, book of the Old Testament in Genesis, and the Lord made the firmament with the waters below the firmament and the waters above the firmament. So the firmament is apparently this self-healing, self-repairing crystalline structure. That's like a big plexiglass dome over the entire planet. Now, as for what's underneath the flat earth, there's just go on online and, you know, type up, you know, images of flat earth and it's like it's like this trailing, it's almost like if you took a divot out of a golf course, you know, there's the top of the grass and then there's all of the tattered <laughs> dirt and the earth underneath. I happen to not be a flat earther. I happen not to be, oh, here comes the segue into today's rabbit hole. Terrific. If you believe in extraterrestrials, dun, da, dun, dun, oh boy, bum, ba, dum, bum, if you believe that when you gaze up into the heavens at night and you see billions of stars, and that's how it was when I lived in the Caribbean, there was no ambient light blocking out the stars and shining off the atmosphere. When you were out there, man, you saw a billion stars on the Southern Cross. It was really impressive. So if you believe that the Milky Way galaxy which is what we are part of, if you believe that there's 1.4 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy, and many of those stars have associated planets, because stars are not planets, get your head around that number, okay? Each of the stars may have several planets associated with 1.4 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. But, and there's always a but, Tuesday so loves that. Yeah. There's always a but. There's apparently 1.2, 1.5, 1.6 billion galaxies in the universe. So if you have a calculator on your cell phone, don't even bother. It's not going to handle the number. You're going to need one of those brainiac math computers, uh, you know, to get big, big exponential numbers. But it's going to be like 1.4 billion times 1.5 billion. And that's, that's a lot. So if you believe those stars and those planets are out there, and if you believe, as I do, that we earthlings are not alone, not by a long shot, no pun intended. So if you believe in extraterrestrials and the planets and the stars and the moon and everything is out there beyond our, our atmosphere, you can't be a flat earther. So if you're a flat earther, you'll say that the, the military, 
Who's military? I don't know. In this world, if some military perpetrates something without the people knowing, it's usually the U.S. military. They launched, apparently, some kind of missile at the firmament. And apparently, the energy of that missile damaged the firmament, but it fixed itself, and the, the debris went up, and they say that um, some of what we see on the firmament is really debris from that explosion, whether it be nuclear or not. Guys, I'm not a flat earther. Um, I would be profoundly disappointed if somehow, some way, it was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Earth was flat, that outer space didn't exist, the planets were a hoax, and that there was we were locked under this firmament like a terrarium where a bunch of lizards. Now I, I don't I don't disagree that we're in a sense like a bunch of lizards in a terrarium. But I want there to be planets. I do. I have a vested interest in it. I've studied all about the Arcturians and the Pleiadians and those Lyrans and, and then beings from Sirius A and from Orion. I find it all fascinating. And I find that the extraterrestrial platform answers uh, many of the questions about where certain structures came from on the planet. Did they, you know, where did the pyramids of Giza come from? Apparently, they, they correlate with the three belt stars in Orion's belt. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So that's a rabbit hole I'd love to talk about. Oh, yeah, that, no, I just want to, you mentioned, uh, you know, pyramids and stuff like that. I mean, how, there's questions like how the pyramids were built. I mean, stones that weighed tons. And they yeah. said how it's in, how the pyramids are engineered. Mm -hmm. They're not off by an inch. Everyone is perfect. Right. How do you get that? Oh, we have to do a podcast on this. How do you well, get I that stone? Well, I think maybe we're there. Yeah. How do you get that stone from the ground to the top? Yeah. I mean, how do you carry that stone? How is right. it perfectly finished? Well, I mean, I, there's no other answer to I, that extraterrestrial. I have my own thoughts about me. I believe that the technology that was used was, and we, we use that term extraterrestrial Loosely, I guess, um, the the entities that I believe exist that are quote off-worlders, um, they've been on and off this planet for hundreds of thousands of years, and uh, the theory that I kind of believe is that they've seeded and genetically modified certain organisms, and Shazam, here we are. The lineage that I have studied apparently is that the Arcturians from uh, Arcturus uh, in the Boots constellation were given, they were granted the request to start a new, a new race. And apparently they seeded the Pleiadian race from the seven sisters from the Pleiades. Um, they apparently were early on, not long after their uh, after their creation, were chased out of where they were uh, 
in a, in a war, in an interstellar war, not unlike Star Wars. And they ended up on planets associated with the Seven Sisters or the, or the Pleiades. Then the Pleiadians were given dispensation and granted permission to seed us on this planet. Some of us consider this, you can chew on this tonight as you're, as you're snuggling up in bed and staring at your ceiling. Some of us here on this planet are hybrids. Just like my dog Lucky is a wolf husky hybrid, some of us have DNA that is off-world. Hmm. Some of us. Some of us not. And you might be surprised to find out who is and who isn't. It might not at all be what you think. So, John, flat earthers. Mm -hmm. So, Earth is the only flat planet out there, or... Are they... The other planets don't exist, according to flat earthers. Oh, they, oh so other planets don't... Even... There's not, according to them, there's nothing beyond the dome, the firmament. Nothing. Wow, so that's just like a big movie screen up there. Oh, you mean like the Truman Show? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that they think it's a movie screen. It's some kind of, like, crystalline, clear, thick you know, massively strong structure that if you can damage it, it repairs itself. Oh, wow. So they don't believe anybody landed on the moon? That was all a show? Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. Well, that's interesting. Now, do flat earthers, because I know on Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo's a flat earther. Oh, he's a 100% flat earther. I mean, he is. yeah, I mean, hook, line, and sinker. And his cells are pretty good. Yeah, he does sell pretty good. So what they're thinking is, that it's just Earth, we're the only planet, and we're flat. So they don't believe in extraterrestrials. Then. They believe that if you if you trek toward the South Pole, yeah. you're going to hit an ice shelf, which apparently is there. There's some kind of big you know, Definitely ice, ice mountain that apparently, guess who owns it? Duh. No surprise there. The Rockefeller Foundation owns that. Why would they do that? Why would they... Who do they co-opt and coerce to buy that huge ice mountain down in Antarctica? I don't know. Wow. Who was around 120 years ago to, to sell it to them? Who knows? So all this NASA, you know, space development. Flat, Earth, flat Earthers believe, well, NASA all... may be a construct from um, the Nazis that came here after World War II. Lots of what happens in our society is via the Nazis that came here, including fluoride in the water. Um, but, but they believe that NASA was created by Nazi scientists. And I think Werner von Braun was a Nazi. Was the, was the, yeah, and he was, I think, the founder of the... Of the uh, we imported the, it. Uh, the space agency, so to speak, the, the predecessor of NASA. Um, but they believe that NASA is just used as an excuse on a funnel for tons of money, and then they do other things with it. I don't know. I kind of always bought into Apollo this, Gemini this, Gemini that, Apollo this, and Apollo. I was a big fan of Apollo, all of that as a kid. Big wow. fan. I had the postcards and posters on my wall, all of it. How about 45, uh, President, former President Trump? He started the space, uh, what they call it, uh, the, brain? the secret space service. The space service, yeah, something like that. Well, apparently, according to other internet truthers that are former military, um, 
they'll tell you all about the secret space program. And they'll tell you that, that people and other entities, off-world entities, are on and off the moon and Mars all the time. Wow. All the time. I don't know what to say about that. I would, be, I would be excited if that were true. Elon Musk obviously is not a flat earther. Shooting uh, how can he be? Un unless he's the greatest hoaxer in the world and he thinks the Earth is flat and he's just kind of going along with the narrative. Make, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, sense to me. But I think there's, in my humble opinion, there's too much information going on one way. I'm not an expert in flat Earth uh, theory, but uh, they'd have to come up with a lot of, a lot of serious there, points there to are get certain, me to... There are certain, they point, and I don't, I, I kind of like half listen, which is why I can't really nail it down for this particular uh, production. But they say that there are certain um, air travel paths that are never seen because they can't be seen because the earth is flat. Okay. Okay. Wow. It does make you say, uh, didn't they just, didn't Congress just hear something about a black hole? And extraterrestrials. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, you know, oh, well, that's another thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Earlier, earlier, when I said, oh, God, here we go with a great rabbit hole. We're going to go from flat Earth to extraterrestrials. I admit I get caught on Facebook and Instagram as I'm going to bed and I'm flipping through those video shorts. And some are fabulous and some are just so annoying. Some of them are just so egotistical about, oh, you know, I'm going to do my sexy little dance and I'm going to go like that and the lights are going to go off and I'm going to be naked as a silhouette. I don't want to see that. I don't give a shit about your naked silhouette. So I end up watching um, uh, Blue Herons swallowing bullfrogs, that, oh, that kind of stuff. The animal, the animal videos are interesting. They're very interesting. very interesting. I love the, the honey badgers and all that yeah. stuff. But I got to say, I told my daughters the other night, you know, here it comes. You heard it from me. Disclosure. If you guys don't know what that word disclosure refers to, disclosure. When you say the word disclosure, it means one thing. It means that the, the authorities, the governments, are going to announce officially on some mainstream media platform, mm, yes, we admit, we've been working with Venusians from Venus for 65 years or 80 years. Disclosure means they're going to fess up and say, yeah, okay, yeah, we didn't want to tell you, but, you know, the extraterrestrials are here. Now, how far they potentiate the deviance from the truth, how far and how, how wide they do that. Like, a lot of people believe that the governments will try to make you terrified, that the, that the extraterrestrials are here, kind of like in that old Twilight Zone episode, To Serve Man, where Richard Keel was, a, was an alien on a, on a flying saucer, and he was telling people that he was going to make their lives better, and they were boarding, boarding, boarding. And then one lady, I think, shouted at this guy, don't get on the ship. The book they're giving you to serve man, it's a cookbook. So they're going to try to scare the crap out of people by saying the extraterrestrials are here to maim and destroy and to kill us. I think that's a big, huge crock of shit. 
the truth is the intel services and the governments and the globalists are here to maim and destroy and kill us but they're going to tag it onto the extraterrestrials who are here to help us win in the fight against the new world order that's what i believe very interesting i know uh in front of congress i mean there's some pretty serious people testifying i mean there's some military people uh, one in four video last night and the night before one in four you know how you can go for like you know you can yeah. sit there for an hour having yeah. fun watching these short clips right uh one in four video was a was a crystal clear beautiful production of what they were selling as ufo destroys russian missile of course the russians are the bad guys and the ufos are here to destroy the russian you know missile missile cruiser ufos over the ukraine U ufos here ufos there ufos everywhere and they're all different sorts of shapes and sizes one in four video one in four what does that tell you it means that the intel services with the government and all of these producers they're purposely putting this out to get people ready for disclosure i know a few uh, pilots highly trained military air force pilots mm -hmm. were describing like what they saw and you know like tic tac They've, yeah, 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 yeah. They've never seen anything like it. Nothing ever moved like that. Nothing moved that fast in that direction. Right. At that velocity. I mean, it's really. And these are professionals. These yeah. people, you would think they have no uh, dog in the fight, no axe to grind. They're actually just telling the truth. We never know about that. Right. You know. So, for anybody who wants to um, look a little further into this whole issue of whether or not there are extraterrestrials and whether or not they've been on and off this planet, you can start with some of the really old Renaissance paintings that very clearly depict spaceships in the sky. And these paintings are from like the 15 and 1600s. Wow. That's no joke. Where would they come up with that kind of dream to make a ship with fire coming out the back and a, and a person in it with a bubble over his head. Clearly, uh, you know, a, a flying machine spaceship that's from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But if you want to bring it up more contemporary, um, look up Valiant Thor. First name Valiant, like Prince Valiant, and last name Thor, T-H-O-R. Valiant Thor apparently was a Venusian that was working with the Pentagon for a handful of years, I want to say back in the 60s or 70s. And you can scoff and say, oh, Gallucci's really off his rocker. Hey, what I said was, if you want to look into it further, look up Valiant Thor. Look up another a woman named Omnek Olnik. Omnek, O-M-N-E-C, Olnik. O-L-N-E-C. As soon as she got here, she was very obvious about it. She goes, I'm a Venusian. I'm from Venus. Apparently, the beloved Nikolai Tesla was a Venusian, here to bring certain technology to the Earth to advance uh, Earth's go, except the powers that be basically destroyed Nikolai Tesla. 
Yeah, that's a whole controversy. It itself. is. That's was he murdered right before he was supposed to meet with FDR? Apparently, did they say, oh, he died of natural causes in a hotel in New York City? But the other story is he was supposed to meet with FDR and uh, was murdered in his hotel room. I don't know. I don't know the truth, but I tell you what, the guy did things that nobody else could do. Yeah, he was truly amazing. That's a great story uh, behind there. So, what's the uh, what's the purpose of government all of a sudden wanting to disclose this information? Because they're going to they do everything for a purpose. Of course, they're going to look. They're going to control it, and they're going to use it against the masses. Well, they have to. Are they going to blame another political party for beings coming down? I mean, that to me, that's all the politicians are going to do is blame somebody else for what's happening. Oh, look, you got the uh, extraterrestrials mad. Now look what they're going to do. I mean, or something silly like that. Right. I mean, uh, I don't understand because they don't do anything unless they have a reason. Right. So I'm trying to figure out what's the reason that all this exposure over 50 years, it's been silent. Yeah. The government has not even talked about it. Right. It's been people, uh, if you saw a documentary or a TV show, now it's social media. Maybe right. that's it. Maybe social media, these platforms, brought some pressure and are talking about it. And all of a sudden, people are starting to ask a lot of questions. People are starting to ask questions. Um, you know, when we were kids, Phil, yeah. back in the 60s, Ouch. there'd be <laughs> there'd be some uh, broadcast of a, of a, a video from Mexico City, standby. Holds it. Stand by, Walter. Right, John. Let's go to the live video from Mexico City. And there's a saucer next to a building, and it's like bouncing around, like you can almost see the threads, String, the, the strings yeah. on it. And it's like, and it was always a shitty video where it was at night, where they'll say, this this video shows a Martian or an extraterrestrial walking into a spaceship, and then it climbs the ladder, and the ladder retracts, and like my favorite Martian, there he goes. But there were always shitty videos, and the person that was taking the video, oh, they just missed, you know, the real core of the video. It was always a just missed, always. Not now, not now. The videos are crystal clear. They're high-definition productions. Just, just look them up, and you'll amaze yourself. And then for nothing else, you'll say, who's behind this? And what are they trying to prove? I mean, for years, especially growing up, all we saw of outer space was TV shows, maybe. So two that come to mind are Lost in Space. Oh, yeah. Right? Favorite, yeah. It was great. And Star Trek. And I think Star Trek really took it to a different level. It started getting people to think about, wow, maybe there is something out there. You know, yeah, like people sure. started really to believe, like, what is out and there? And Star Wars picked and up on it. And Star Wars yeah. picked up on it. So people obviously have a, fascina a fascination with this. Uh, and it, it's intriguing. I mean, it, the it galaxies is. It are, is intriguing. you know, the yeah. more information, how far, like, what's the furthest telescope that could see the furthest? The, the, the most powerful uh, optical and infrared telescope on the planet is the telescope that's owned by the Vatican and run by the Jesuits on Graham Mountain in Arizona, named appropriately Lucifer. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Why would the Vatican own uh, something? Yes. Like that? Why would they name it Lucifer? And all, name it all Lucifer. sorts of excuses from those son of a bitches. Wow. That is very interesting. I mean, 
just think of the information you can try and gather. What's the furthest planet we've reached, John? Is it Mars? Reached? Reached. Uh, you mean unmanned, man. like with a probe? Or yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Some I, I think Mars. Mars? I, I don't know. Wow. It, it, it is fascinating. It is. Now, it let is. me say something else about the planets that we've landed on with unmanned, you know, gizmos. Sure. Like, uh, what was the name of that explorer that landed on Mars? Was it Voyager or something? Or uh, I can't I remember. Anyway, but it sent back all sorts of pictures and whatnot. And people would say, well, there can't be anything on Mars because it just looks like a big dust bowl with, with asteroid, you know, uh, craters and, uh, and mountains and all of that stuff that we're familiar with from, you know, the moon landing. Um, but there's something that you have to consider. There are multiple dimensions, my friend, and it is quite possible that the planets that are out there, assuming you're not a flat earther, those planets have buzzing civilizations. They're just in a different dimension, which means you can't see them, which means if it were a radio station and you're listening to 106.7 and someone says, you know, let's go to 99X, 99 what? I can't hear anything from 99X. We'll turn the dial to the frequency and then you're there. So it is possible that we in the third dimension are not able to see the buzzing, thriving civilizations that may be on Mars and Venus and other planets because they're in the fifth dimension, which we are headed for. Interesting. You know, you look back, John, the first man that landed supposedly on the moon, right, if you believe it or don't believe it, why would you like? Why would we stop? I mean, how many times have we been up there? And there's all sorts of theories. Yeah, I like, mean, like you know, as we went further and further, we got our ass kicked. <laughs> we got our asses kicked, and we ran out of there with our pants on fire because whoever was already up there said, "Beat it." Mm, maybe. Beat it. So well, it's our, this is our lily pad. What else could be the reason? I mean, you broke. If supposedly you broke a barrier, you went up there. Well, one of the other theories I remember hearing, God, it's got to be like 40 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, was the, um, the United States public, the American public, was mesmerized by watching live broadcasts from outer space where somebody had a tuna can and they were spinning it and they pushed it and it was floating in, in, in midair in front of them and it was spinning and spinning and spinning and then the moon walks and then people got bored. People got bored, just like you know, you know, you're you're in your fourth season of of a of a made-for-TV series, and it's they're bored. Now they want something else. So according to sources regarding that story, the American public didn't want to see it anymore, and they started thinking, well, what else are we going to do on the moon? That seems like a lame excuse. That, that ratings dropped. Yeah, right? I mean, if you listen, but on the other end of the spectrum, if you're a scientist or you're into, you know, all that travel, how do you stop, you know, doing all that research no, to, I would, I to would push agree. the envelope? Yeah. You know, how was that? How do you stop? I mean, that is so intriguing. If that's your right. line of work, I mean, I don't understand why you would say, all right, let's worry about something right. else. Let's, you know. Right, so I think the, um, the acronym, 
that connotes the secret space force is SS, I think it's SSP, the secret space program. And there are military people that are ex-military that talk openly about their role in SSP, the secret space program, and they'll tell you that med beds are real. Med beds are pod-like machines that are quantum in their nature that will regenerate you. So one guy says that he was a warrior and had an arm blown off and half of his head gone, and he was taken whisked to this off-planet site where they basically regenerated his body, literally like a sci-fi in, in, in pods floating in liquid. I, who knows? Who knows? Look, you know something? If extraterrestrials exist and there's 1.4 billion stars with associated planets just in the Milky Way galaxy and there's 1.5 billion galaxies, then that means they're out there. And if you think that's a crock of shit, you're supremely stupid or and or arrogant to think that we're the only ones, we're the only sentient beings in the universe. You've got to be kidding me. So if they're out there, and if they've been on and off this planet for 250,000 years, which is the blink of an eye in, in, the, in, the, in uh, the, uh, the scope of eternity, that means they're so capable, they're so far advanced, we're, we're still a bunch of monkeys crawling around on our knuckles down here, and why wouldn't they be able to regenerate a biological system like a human body? Uh, sure they would. It would be a snap. It would be a snap. And you know something? It's not just YouTube conspiracy theorists that say extraterrestrials exist. Look at Sadhguru, the famous Sadhguru, the, the, the Hindu Indian guru that's got millions of followers all over the world. And he's got a big, huge presence, not just on YouTube, but mainstream television. He's been interviewed by all of these big shots. He does a yearly um, pilgrimage to some sacred lake up in the mountains in, I believe, India. Maybe Pakistan, India, somewhere up there. You know, a very cold area. And he comes right out and says, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of people all around him, that extraterrestrials come and go. And that they're under this lake and they come and go. And how can they do that? Because they're quantum. They're multidimensional. Shasta, Mount Shasta in California is a hub for sorties, if you will, of extraterrestrials that are multidimensional. They just, boom, right, right down inside the mountain they go. For all of you people who love Sedona, and I, one day I'll get there, I haven't been there, Sedona is another hot spot for extraterrestrials. So I could go on and on and on and on and on, but if you find the topic fascinating, as you really should, then jump into it and look it up, study it, take notes, you know, and make some comments and come on the podcast and tell us what you learned. That's beautiful. You're going to see disclosures coming. How do we know? Because they're preparing society for disclosure because it's one in four short videos on Facebook and Instagram. One in four. So where do you think it's going? Yeah, John, uh, if you could alchemize this uh, episode mm. of space. I'd and, love to. Yeah, this is really very interesting. Okay. Dear Lord, 
I pray to you that flat earth is just a fanciful pastime and that the people that are flat earthers won't be too disappointed or put off to find out that the heavens are real, that the galaxies are real, that the universe is real and expansive, and it continues to grow and grow and grow. And Lord, please, I say, bring on the Pleiadians and the Arcturians and whoever else is in the mix, because they're all part of the creative force of the universe. They're all brothers and sisters. Maybe they're brothers, maybe they're sisters, maybe they're somewhere in between. I say bring on the extraterrestrials. They've been watching us for quite a long time. I look forward to it. I can't wait. I say stop at my house first. Amen. Amen, brother. Great job, John. Thank you. People, thank you for joining us on the Jersey Alchemist. If you like what we're doing, please press like, subscribe. Till next time. Peace. There you go.